where we give a voice to those battling complex illnesses, challenging medical conditions, rare diseases, and the healthcare providers who treat them, as well as the support system that nurtures and sustains them. Hi, I'm Janice McRae, founder and CEO of Nexus Aid International. Our product, HIPRA, is a collaborative decision support tool for healthcare providers. Today, we'd like to welcome Louise Vetter of the Huntington's Disease Society of America. I'm sure you'll find the following podcast to be helpful and informative. Hello, Louise. We are extremely excited to have you over here with us. Um, Before we start, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here. So I've been with the Huntington's Disease Society of America for about 14 years. Prior to being with HDSA, I was with the American Lung Association doing communications and then also leading their New York-based team. And before that, I actually had a career in healthcare public relations. So uh, the, the consistent theme, I think, through all of those experiences is helping to communicate important health information uh, and then especially working with the nonprofits um, that you know have really characterized the last 25 years of my life really. Um, my passion is patient advocacy and helping families have access to the information and resources that can support them on their health journeys. And that's what drives me every day. Sure. Um, so for some of our audience members, Uh, Could you go a little bit more into what exactly is um, Huntington's disease? Absolutely. Huntington's disease is a rare brain disease. It's described as a neurodegenerative disease because of how it deteriorates the neurons and the brain over a period of time. Um, And we often describe it as being a combination of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and even ALS, Um, because of the way it fully incapacitates someone um, over time, stealing their ability to walk, talk, think, and reason. It really is among the, the most devastating of brain diseases because it affects not only how you think, but also how you behave, um, your emotions, your executive function, and it has a a symptom called chorea, C-H-O-R-E-A, that actually is the movement associated with Huntington's disease, which are large movements. So in in Parkinson's, we often think about fine motor movements, um, but in Huntington's, it's um, larger movements, the ability, the inability to control your limbs, um, loss of balance. Very often someone with Huntington's disease actually looks as if they're drunk um, because of how they're they're stumbling and and really not able to control their movement. Um, So so we work really hard to help families understand the the complex symptoms and, and raise awareness of this disease. I should also mention it's a genetic disease. Uh, So it is a hereditary condition. If one of your parents has Huntington's disease, then you have a 50-50 chance of inheriting the gene. It actually is a genetic mutation that causes Huntington's. 
Um, once you reach adulthood, the age of 18, you can actually go through genetic testing to find out if you've inherited the mutant gene that causes HD. But because there are no disease-modifying therapies right now, um, only a very small portion of the HD community goes through predictive testing. I see. Is there a certain um, is there a certain definitive number on what percentage of the HD community goes through the testing? Um, right now, we know it's probably around ten percent of those who are at risk for Huntington's disease who go through the predictive testing process before they have symptoms. So. Huntington's disease is unique for so many reasons, but um, symptom onset for the vast majority of folks who inherit the genetic mutation uh, is actually in, in their 30s. So unlike other neurological diseases like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, which have late onset, um, the, the fact that HD is, is really becoming disabling at the prime of somebody's life uh, when they likely um, are, you know, planning kids or maybe they are already married with children, um, their careers have taken off. And then some of the, the earliest symptoms, um, be it depression or movement, um, inability to control some of your emotional reactions, changes in how you build relationships, those, those early symptoms start, start to set in. And then over the course of the next 10 to 20 years, you, your brain slowly um, atrophies and uh, you lose full function. And um, it's an, an incredibly um, you know, devastating disease, not only for the person who, who has the symptoms of HD, but also the entire family. There's a huge burden on the caregivers. Um, if one of your parents has Huntington's disease, then you're likely a, a young caregiver, um, but you're also uh, coming to terms with knowledge of your own potential genetic inheritance. So it's an incredibly complicated and exhausting condition for families to manage. Um, so, so we have a lot of work to do at HDSA. Certainly. Thank you so much for going into such detail. Um, even as someone who has researched quite a bit about it, I found your description to be especially enlightening. It's definitely a very complicated and emotionally um, difficult journey for anyone. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, and also uh, going on a little bit, um, generally speaking, what is your rare disease organization about? What are some of the functions that you focus on? HDSA is a quintessential grassroots patient advocacy organization. And what that means is that we're a nonprofit organization. We do all of our work because of the generosity of families and, um, and some companies and foundations who support us. And our mission is to improve the lives of everyone affected by Huntington's disease and their families. And that's a huge mission that was set in motion 56 years ago when we were founded by Marjorie Guthrie. And she was the widow of the folk singer, Woody Guthrie. And Woody Guthrie is known, best known for the song, This Land is Your Land. And um, 
So when Woody lost his battle with Huntington's disease in 1967, Marjorie Guthrie um, was called to help advocate um, and really create a community for families affected by Huntington's disease. She placed an ad in the paper and she started to bring families together to talk about different ways that they were supporting their loved ones affected by HD and to help work in partnership with doctors and scientists to be able to develop um, approaches for better care and um, and start move fo moving forward uh, the, the very important part of science that will hopefully help us really treat and, and slow and, and stop Huntington's disease. So because of that history and Marjorie's vision, we have a really broad promise to the community to be there for them at all stages of the disease, whether um, they're a young person living at a, in a home with HD, someone going through the disease, a caregiver, um, we, we really wanna be able to support them throughout that journey. And that means advocating for them to remove barriers to care, educating them so that they have a better sense of what they can expect and also helping to educate the uh, clinical community so that they can provide higher levels of care for families affected by HD. We provide a broad network of community-based services, um, including HDSA Centers of Excellence, which are actually um, clinical care centers that really know Huntington's disease and that experience is important. We fund social workers and support groups. We have tons of resources to help doctors and families uh, be more knowledgeable and more supported throughout their HD journey. And then finally, we directly invest in HD science. Um, we are funding the next generation of HD researchers that are asking really important questions about the biology of the disease and helping to uh, facilitate the development of drugs that will one day be able to stop and, and, um, and provide curative benefit to families affected by HD. So we are um, resolute in our commitment to, uh, to provide the, the care and the cure and um, to make sure that we're uh, you know, working with families to, to push all of this forward. You know, it truly is an inspiration um, to hear about the exciting work that the organization is doing. Um, I was just a little curious, in terms of scientific research, uh, how much progress has been done? And are there any new questions that people are asking within the broader scientific community that you find particularly interesting? Oh, that's a great question. Um, we have made huge scientific progress from where we started 56 years ago to today. Unfortunately, uh, that doesn't necessarily translate into the breakthroughs in treatments that families need. So we know exactly what causes Huntington's disease. And um, until 30 years ago, we didn't know that, right? So just being able to identify the genetic root cause was a huge breakthrough. 
And from there, we now need to understand, and every day we're learning more about how that genetic mutation affects creation of the Huntington protein, which is a protein we all inherit. Um, it is fundamental to biological processes, uh, really from, you know, before we're born, you know, the, you know, earliest embryonic stages, the Huntington protein plays a vital role. But we have lots of questions about what Huntington is doing in the body. And in the case of Huntington's disease, where the mutation um, really causes the damage first, right? Like, so how do we how do we get in there and stop the mutation from making our biological machinery go awry? You know, what what's causing the buildup of this protein? What's causing neurons to die? And then, you know, how do we stop it? There is a ton of science going on to, to look at just that, to try and figure out how we stop the damage from the genetic mutation. Um, and then also uh, there's a, a huge body of work on just being able to, to treat the symptoms because we, we need to be able to walk and chew gum at the time at the same time, being able to treat the symptoms while at the same time working to stop the disease. And there are many biotech and pharmaceutical companies who are working really hard to develop therapies. And it could be a pill, it could be an infusion, it could be brain surgery. Uh, right now, everything's on the table. We're just, you know, trying to find um, something that's going to work. And again, to your question about, you know, the, the progress, um, five, six years ago, we were just beginning to imagine that disease modifying therapies could be developed. Now we know that there is a way to do this. We just need to figure out how to do it safely um, in a way that's reproducible and has measurable clinical benefit. We need to be able to show that these drugs are working and that they are helping folks who are symptomatic with the disease, as well as potentially preventing disease onset in folks um, who are, who are pre-symptomatic. So um, we have huge goals and there's a a lot of science that is um, moving forward very quickly, but drug development takes time. And that's something that at HDSA we're, we're fighting against, right? We want to make things happen as quickly as possible. And, and I think in many ways, that's our job just to, to push the science forward. Definitely. Um, I'm personally a public health major, and I can see pretty much every single day that there's so much scientific advancement and there's so much scientific research that comes through, but it doesn't always translate into better treatments or better drugs that are available to patients. So that is something that's definitely going to be um, interesting to see what happens within the next five, 10 years. Um, so a little bit about uh, currently, is there a cure to Huntington's disease? And if not, what are some treatment options that patients have? Unfortunately, right now, there are no cures for Huntington's disease. There are some treatments that are available to address the chorea associated with Huntington's, so the movement. Um, the first FDA-approved drugs specifically with an HD indication was back in 2008. And again, it focuses on the movement. Um, and there have been subsequent uh, compounds reviewed and a, and a second one approved for the chorea. But 
HD experts, um, doctors and neurologists in particular who are treating HD families are able to use, um, you know, really the, the broad toolbox of resources to help treat anxiety and depression, to help um, try and support cognitive and behavioral health. Uh, so there are symptomatic treatments that are out there, but again, because HD is so complicated and because there's no silver bullet that is able to really go in there and, and stop the damage of the mutation at this point, it's very important for families affected by HD to find clinicians um, who really understand the disease. The average family practitioner has probably studied Huntington's disease for just a few days in the course of their medical training, um, probably as part of a, you know, a, a session or a semester on genetic health, um, potentially um, in some better understanding of rare diseases, but it's absolutely not an area of focus. So what we advocate for is for families to find the doctors that have experience caring for families affected by Huntington's disease, because those folks are going to be able to work effectively with physical therapists, occupational therapists, nutritionists, uh, you know, they're going to be able to consider things with social workers like um, applying for disability insurance, um, e even forecasting potentially long-term care placements. So um, we really advocate for families to, to work with the experts who know how to manage the disease today um, until we're able to develop that cure. But um, right now, as you mentioned, um, there's a, a ton of data, a ton of science happening and generating information. What we need to make sure as a public health community is that information is being applied and that we're learning the lessons as quickly as possible so that nobody's doing duplicative work and that we're not reinventing any wheels. We, we want to be continually pushing forward. And that's where I think patient advocacy organizations have a, a huge role. Definitely. Um, and also, as you mentioned, the organization. Um, overall, what are some of the accomplishments that the organization has made to help with the rare disease? That's a great question. The I would say the first most important thing that HDSA has accomplished um, has been to create a support network and a community for families affected by HD. When you live with a rare disease, there's an overwhelming sense of loneliness, that you're the only one that you know who's affected by this disease, that you have unique burdens and needs that most people don't understand. So we work really hard to support, support families by connecting them and creating communities that they can turn to for support and inspiration. HDSA has also created the care network that families can take advantage of and that is going to be essential to the development of drugs that um, can more effectively uh, manage the disease. And that's through our HDSA Center of Excellence Network. That is a network of more than 60 clinics around the country in uh, 
you know, more than, I think we're in 36 states now uh, where there are HD experts and teams of comprehensive care professionals that are able to work directly with families. And 20 years ago, that didn't exist. Families were, were really, you know, I'm going to sort of wand, say wandering the, the healthcare desert, looking for the neurologists that could help them and take the time to invent comprehensive care. And at HDSA, we've defined that. We know what good uh, care looks like, and we have gone further to, to find the folks who are delivering it so that families can, can contact them. And then finally, I would say our work in, in supporting HD science has been incredibly important uh, in investing in new scientists who are innovating and challenging uh, the sort of you know, current mindset to really charge us forward, to be able to unlock breakthroughs in HD care. And then at HDSA, we work really hard to make sure that those scientific breakthroughs are communicated to families. The best clinical trial for a drug for Huntington's disease is not going to be successful if families don't know about it. So a great responsibility of HDSA is to make sure that families are aware of the clinical science that's going on and understand the opportunities to get involved in clinical research if that's something they're interested in. Um, it's, the, it's the brave and, and truly heroic actions of family members members participating in clinical science that can give us the data to determine if a drug is going to work and that regulatory agencies like the FDA require um, to be able to, to approve that drug so that more families can benefit from it. So, um, you know, at HDSA, we're helping to make sure that families are, are cared for and, um, and that they're also a part of what future care is going to look like. Definitely. I love how you have been able to create this community of support and care where people are able to access these resources. And especially what you were talking about with improving the quality of care, it is so, so important for patients to be able to have that. And just the tremendous advancements that you have been able to make within the span of years, it's truly amazing. Um, and as someone who is part of the community, I really wanted to ask this, how can the community help and are there any opportunities for people to volunteer or intern for your organization? I love that question. Um, the, the hallmark of a nonprofit organization are the volunteers that get involved. That's what brings any nonprofit organization to life. And especially at HDSA, um, that's, I think, a defining characteristic is uh, that, you know, the staff team at HDSA is, is really small. We're just a handful of folks. Um, but our, our job and our promise is to help families be able to accomplish more together. And so we have a network of chapters and affiliates around the country, and these are self-organized groups of volunteers who are planning events, and um, whether it's a walk or a gala or um, a golf event, providing opportunities for folks to get together, um, to be able to share resources and raise awareness. I think a real challenge for um, for today's society, honestly, is how we're bombarded with so much information, and um, it's it's hard to understand why someone should know about Huntington's disease if it's not in their family, 
right? And so for us, we we tell the story and advocate for HD families because HD is not a fast progressing disease. People affected by HD are without a doubt living in your community and you're probably making judgments about um, how they walk and if they're drunk and and wondering about somebody's um, mental and, and physical state. And if we raise awareness of Huntington's disease, that judgment turns to support. That um, concern can become an engaged community that um, helps raise awareness, right? Raise comfort and collaboration and strengthen all of our ability to advocate for one another. So um, hdsa.org is our public portal. Um, so www.hdsa.org. Um, we're easy to find on Google, online, on all of the social channels. And um, I encourage you and, and anyone listening to, to check out the website, get involved, go to an event, um, get to meet these amazing families who are so strong um, in how they manage the, the disease on a day-to-day -day basis and how they advocate for their loved ones. Um, it's really an inspiring community, and I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of this organization. Definitely. And also in the description for the podcast, we'll be certain to link the website so that everyone can easily be able to navigate over to the website. Um, and also, uh, I wanted to ask, is there anything else that you would like to share? Is there any contact information for listeners? Are there any uh, tidbits that you would also like to share? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I would just again say that our website, which I know is going to be linked to this, and I appreciate it, hdsa.org, um, is a great place for for you to exercise your curiosity, right? Learn more about the disease, learn more about the community. Um, we have a lot of events, uh, some virtual, some in person. Uh, so you can sort of dip your toe in at whatever level is, is comfortable to you. Um, we do have a virtual bourbon tasting coming up later in February, which is um, a super fun way to support the mission from the comfort of your home and learn a little bit about, um, you know, bourbon uh, from master distillers. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way to get involved. Um, but then our largest event of the year is only a few short months away with our annual convention, which is going to be in New Orleans uh, the beginning of this June. Information's also on our website, but that's the largest gathering of families affected by Huntington's disease um, on the planet. And it's really a transformative experience for folks who are able to attend um, and just a, a great way to get to know um, the community. And then just my last point is that if somebody out there is listening who does have HD in their family, they're affected by Huntington's disease, or they have a friend or, or someone in their community that they know is struggling with HD, um, just I, I hope that they hear that they're not alone, that there's a, a community of folks who are advocating for you and there's support if you need it. Um, it's an exceptionally personal um, journey um, and decision to make if you want to engage with uh, a nonprofit group um, and, and get to meet other folks affected by something you're going through. Um, but I think so much of what we can offer um, as a society is the ability to support one another. And, and um, if you need to hear that, um, you know, whoever you are, we're here for you. Thanks, Ambika. 
Thank you so much, Louise. Thank you. This was a very, very exciting、uh, and interesting podcast to record.、Um, we really, really appreciate your time, and we thank you so much for sharing this valuable information with us. My pleasure. Stay well. Thank you. Thank、you